Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Reb T, the Pirkei Avos Learning, the show where we talk a Mishnah of Pirkei Avos per day with sagely commentary and practical advice to say. We are in season four with the help of the wonderful commentary of Rabbeinu Yonah. We are in chapter two, Mishnah 12. We are in Parag Bet. Mishnah, Yud Bet, a little bit of a long commentary, so we'll try to get through it as best as we can. Rabbi Yossi, Omer Rabbi Yossi says, Try saying that ten times. Rabbi Yossi says, Let your friend's money be as dear to you as your own. Your friend's money should be more dear than your own money. Your friend's possessions should be more dear to you than your own. You should be careful with them, you should watch them, you should guard them, and you should look out for the honor, for the money, the possessions, and the items of your friend, making sure to take care of them, making sure to be careful with them, even more than you would be with yourself, because the idea of the Ahavdol Kamocha, you should love someone like yourself, you should love someone else even more than you would love yourself, taking care of someone else even more than you would take care of yourself. The hat kain atzmach lil Torah. Prepare yourself to learn Torah. She'ena Yerushalach, because it is not an inheritance for you. Prepare yourself. Work on yourself. Make yourself toil in Torah. Lefum Sara Agra, Pekeles explains to us elsewhere. According to the exertion is the reward. It takes a lot of work to get into Torah and to get Torah accomplished into us, to get Torah to be a part of us, that's what it is to be able to work at Torah. It's not something that comes by an inheritance. Just because your father was good at Torah, just because your grandfather was good at Torah, just because those that came before you, maybe even in your family there were rabbis and rabbis and sages, doesn't mean that for you it'll come easy. doesn't mean that for you it'll come right away. You have to work at things, especially Torah. It's not an inheritance for you. All of your actions should be for the sake of heaven. Everything you do should be for the sake of heaven, should be for the sake of Hashem. We're supposed to do everything to be we're supposed to do actions and we're supposed to involve ourselves in doing things that are Kiddush Hashem, being making sure that we're sanctifying God's name with everything that we do, with everything that we say, with all that we're a part of and all that we're involved in, we should make sure that it's for Akedah Hashem, for Hashem and for the world around us. Make sure what you're involved in is actually bringing light to the world, bringing good to the world, being involved with the world, doing good for the world. It is that way that hopefully we can make the world a better place. Your friend's money should be as dear to you as your own. Use it as the owner would wish, Rabbi Niona points out. Prepare yourself to learn Torah, Rabbi Niona points out. Train yourself to have good Yourself to have good meetups so that you will be able to learn and reach the level of Hasidus. As the Mishnah said earlier, an ignoramus cannot be pious. As Shlomo HaMelech said to a foolish one, wisdom is an unattainable gem. He will not open his mouth at the gate. In other words, for a fool, wisdom is so far off and so high up that he could never hope to find it. At the gate where cases are judged and Torah is discussed, he keeps his mouth safely closed because he does not know how to reply. One who thinks of doing evil will be called a master of wicked designs, Mishlei points out. In other words, do not say that the fool is unable to learn Torah because he lacks intelligence, doesn't have sufficient intellect to acquire knowledge. He is perfectly capable of planning evil all day long. When it comes to anything negative, his power 
of reasoning is mighty and incisive to the extent he is famous everywhere as the master of wicked designs. The only thing that keeps him from being familiar with the wisdom of the Torah is his wicked heart because he does not have the capacity to learn. Also included in prepare yourself to learn Torah is minimizing physical pleasures so that you can learn more Torah. Being involved in Torah, learning more Torah, being involved in the Torah as much as possible. We want you to be able to learn as much Torah as possible. As we learn, this is the way of Torah. Eat bread with salt, drink small amounts of water, and sleep on the floor, and live a life of deprivation and toil in Torah, as Avos teaches us much later on. One who indulges in physical pleasures will not be a receptacle for wisdom, as it says his neck is wide and fat. It's not an inheritance for you. You will not attain it if you do not exert yourself for it, because it is not like an inheritance passed from father to son with no effort. Even if your ancestors for generations back were all clever and wise, do not imagine that Torah always returns effortlessly to its former lodgings and that the fruit of the righteous is the tree of life. Based on Mishle, the fruit of the righteous refers to their children who will always have Torah, which is the tree of life. Even if Torah is always there, you still have to work at it. You still have to try to grab onto it. It's a tree of life only for those who uphold and support it, as Mishle points out. The wisdom of Torah was given to your ancestors alone. You will not inherit it. If you desire it, you must acquire it for yourself through your own efforts. If you do so, you're fortunate, and it will be good for you. All your actions should be for the sake of heaven. Activities that are permitted but are not mitzvahs, like eating and drinking, sitting and standing, walking and sleeping, and conversations and different aspects of private life and other bodily needs, these should all be directed toward the service of Hashem, towards things that could lead to His service. How does this relate to eating and drinking? It goes without saying you should not eat or drink forbidden foods and beverages. Even if the foods you eat when you're hungry and thirsty are permitted, your sole intention shouldn't be physical pleasure because then the actions are not praiseworthy. Your intention should be only to provide your body's needs. You should eat only as required to sustain yourself Enabling you to serve your creator, the Rambam points out, you're not supposed to eat, eat to the point of gluttony. Just eat to satiation. You shouldn't even eat till you're overstuffed or overfull. He says, I think about three quarters of fullness is what you should try to do. Make sure you're doing things that enable you to serve Hashem. Don't eat to live. Don't live to eat. Eat to live. It's a differentiation of understanding our priorities. Eating is a basic bodily function, but you shouldn't live every day. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to eat this, I'm going to eat that. I love to eat, I love to eat. Eating should be a, a form of your life, but not the only aspect of your life. Overeating also is harmful. As the natural scientists say, most illnesses result from overeating, pointed out by Ram Bob. Eat only enough to satisfy your hunger. Like we said, you will protect yourself from trouble and preserve your health. Do not keep eating as long as the food still appeals to you because the palate always wants more. Until the stomach is loaded. Eating like this will lead to all sorts of damage and disease, God forbid. As it says, a righteous person eats to satisfy his soul, but the stomach of the wicked always lacks, coming from Mishle. The stomach can't digest more than it can hold, and the wicked, by overfilling and eating it to please the palate until they have no more appetite, by doing it that way, they harm the stomach, God forbid, by reducing its ability to digest. But the righteous eat only to satisfy the soul and appease hunger. This preserves the body's health. Because it pleases the soul to do what is right on God's eyes, as the wise will understand. How does it relate to sitting, standing, and walking? It goes without saying, one should not sit in the company of mockers, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor walk in the counsel of the wicked, based on Tehillim. Even if you sit with the just and stand in the path of the righteous and walk in the counsel of the pious, but if you do so for your own pleasure to fulfill your own physical wishes and desires, it's not praiseworthy. Your behavior is only praiseworthy if you act for the sake of Hashem, for the sake of heaven. 
How does it relate to lying down? goes without saying that at a time when you could be occupied with Torah and mitzvahs, it's not praiseworthy for you to indulge yourself with the luxury of sleep only because you enjoy it. Even when you're exhausted and need to sleep in order to rest from your labors, if you're doing it for pleasure, your behavior is not praiseworthy. Instead, your intention should be to take care of your physical needs so you can observe your creator. Sleep and sufficient rest should help you preserve your health, enabling you to concentrate properly on learning Torah. Make sure when you deal with private matters, such as when it goes with the ideas of marriage and the like, make sure you do it with the right intentions. Make sure you do it for the praiseworthy methods. Make sure you do it to serve God and be involved in aspects of Torah and mitzvahs. When relating to speech, goes without saying you shouldn't speak Lashonahara or use bad language or the like. Even in speaking words of wisdom, your intention should be to serve Hashem and engage in activities that lead to this service. The principle is that man must pay attention to what he is doing and what his actions. When he sees that something will not bring him closer to Hashem, he shouldn't do it. But if it will bring him closer to Hashem, then he should do it. If not, refrain from it. And that's how Rabbi Meir explains it as well. So remember that you should do things and, and be involved in things that are for the sake of Hashem. Remember, you have to work at Torah. It doesn't come to you automatically. Remember to take care of your friends' possessions more than your own because they should be more dear than to you yourself. Join us next time as we talk about being careful with Kriyashma and davening here on the PAL with Reb T. And I'm your host, Reb T.